cliffcentral.com. We, let's let's show you what Devin Voshow is. Let me, let me play you some some wallolola. Here's Babes Ward Dumo, right? Doing doing her thing. So if you've ever seen Babes Ward Dumo, then you would know what Devin Voshow is all about. But nonetheless, um, a lot of things happened this past week. I hope you guys are good. You haven't been reshuffled. I am still <laughs> to Michel Masha on the weekly mashup, and I'm still with my stunning, amazing, <laughs> talented, beautiful. Well dressed, <laughs> stylish, great shoes, great head. Oh wow! Co-host. Thank you, T. I was getting exhausted really at that part. I, you know, I, I really appreciate when you do appreciate me. Because you know I, I feel like you don't appreciate me. Like you know, I do. I, I, I'm I'm never gonna reshuffle you. <laughs> yes, to hoping. We had a quite a quite a big week in South Africa um, last week, where um, a lot of people were shuffled and reshuffled, and and a lot of things happened. Goodness. Um, there was a radio reshuffle. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and there was a uh, cabinet reshuffle. There was a lot of reshuffling. There were planets, re- uh, planets, provinces getting reshuffled. There was a whole earthquake after the reshuffle. Yeah. <laughs> Where were you that night? Because I was up that night. I was up late. Yeah. On that particular night, I didn't want to go to sleep early. Yes. Just in case. I heard there was rumors of reshuffling because I'm yeah. on, I'm on an a- ANC WhatsApp group. You oh, know, that's how okay. I roll. So you always know. So I was like a little bit ahead of the ahead of the curve. Yeah. So you kind of knew before the rest of us. I kind of knew something was up. Yeah. Well, I kind of knew when 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 Pravin got called back, right? He oh, was yeah. that was when he was still Pravin, and yeah. the next day he was Prav out. <laughs> Yes, to keep keep them coming, keep them coming. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, and you know the memes. I think the one thing I love about being black and having black Twitter. Yeah, because you know when the yeah. positive parts of black Twitter do hit, uh, these are the moments that I yeah. really enjoy. There are some. And I saw some tweets, and people were like, um, people called it a tremor, but it was actually Nelson Mandela rolling in his grave. <laughs> Good one, good one. People yeah, are creative. Yeah, people are, are hella creative out there. So it was you know. quite something. Uh huh. And how did you feel about it? Are you are you hard done by? Do you feel like now the downgrading is going to affect, you know, your junk status, or rather the junk status of the country is going to affect your bank account? Because some people's bank accounts have been junk status for years. So what does it matter that we're all now junk status? <laughs> that is the truth. That like, how are you going to complain about being junk status as a country when your own bank account has been junk status for the last yeah. decade? You know what? I think for me, I'm so confused about this because firstly I don't believe that anyone should be neutral because I feel like neut- neutral people are dangerous people I'm, I'm neutral about you know? this no see you know what I I'm feel n- you're very dangerous mm. no 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 I feel like n- not neutral in terms of this particular uh, junk status situation mm-hmm. but neutral about you know the ongoings of the country because now tomorrow people want to go protest and march and you know so a lot is happening because of are you going to go to the march I'm so conflicted I'm, I'm going super to no conflicted. march, man. I just want to You know, tell you know what it is. I just want until all those people organize a march about the people that died in Marikana trying to get a better life. Until those people try to march about you know the economic inequalities of this country. Yes. Until those people go and try and march about the land issue. Yeah, I ain't going I, to no damn march. Can I tell you two things that really pissed me off this week? And that I was um, like, I'm probably not going to go to the march. Yeah. And I'm so confused. And especially if Zilla's going to be at the march. Can I tell you why? Okay, tell me. Okay, okay, because you stole my one point. <laughs> <laughs> she was my number one, but I guess you'll just have to. Yeah. yeah. 
So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, firstly, Zilla. Like, I feel like Helen Zilla is just the biggest. She is actually the epitome of what's the what's wrong with the country right now. How people relate to apartheid. How people relate to what's happening currently. Helen Zilla is probably the face of that. She's she is such a huge problem. So she was number one. That I was like, I'm probably not going to go to the march because of Helen. Number two, a status started circulating on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And this status basically was like, um, you know, what? Oh, South Africa, the only country where BEE is introduced where 90% of the people feel like it's unfair for 10% of the people or what? They feel like they this need to protect themselves. This is such an odd way to, to yes, really explain wait, this. I'm so sorry. Like I'm trying to, to just think of the status correctly because uh-huh. I got so mad. I had to log off Facebook and I couldn't find it again. <laughs> so... <laughs> So it's basically, oh yes, then they said South Africa, the only country where they feel they need black economic empowerment when black people are 90% of the population. And then I got real mad because I was like, bitch, Mm. (laughs) breathe, breathe. Because I was like, well, there was a time not so long ago where 10% of the population controlled 90% of the population. So it's really Mm. not that far-fetched. But the biggest problem for me came in actually that the status just reflected, how many people shared that status reflected how ignorant people are to actually what's actually happening and until there's some sort of education around the impact of apartheid and what they actually mean to today's society mm. I don't mm. feel like I can support any march of that nature. that's me you know and also I think what's great about the president yeah. Jay-Z I love him because he's gangster you know <laughs> he don't care What? yeah he don't care mm-hmm. and and he makes me upset like everybody else don't, yeah. get, don't get it twisted I, I'm not sitting here going yeah he did the right thing I don't yeah. think he did the right thing yeah. but what he does is he forces you to choose a side mm-hmm. he's very divisive but he chooses you he forces you to choose a side why because what he does is he gets us talking about things that we've forgotten to talk about what you just said right now is stuff that while i can still drive in my wonderful you know car Mm -hmm. and and drive past people who are standing in a line Mm. either at 4 a.m in the morning when i'm driving to to gym or some work on that one day mm. And I just see people Standing in that queue Long queue Mostly yes. black women mm. And then I'm driving home And I see the same, same people thing. Standing in that queue At 7, 8pm at night Waiting for a taxi Until someone makes a march About that yes. You can kiss my ass About the rand going down yeah. You can kiss my ass About how your overseas Investments are being affected By yeah. us going into junk status Because quite frankly You haven't fought for anybody But yourself And you're mm. still doing that right now But can I tell you The biggest reflection of that is there are actually two points on the what I'm about to say number one you shared a very potent status and it's from someone I deeply admire and that I look up to mm-hmm. Max Dupriya and yeah. that status what did it say and I'll tell you right if now only I'll tell you right yes. now let me tell you right now and the reason I actually love what Max Dupriya said imagine Max Dupriya's tweet was like imagine what could have been if we white South Africans were as outraged at apartheid torture and death squads as we are Zuma right now right boom like, drop the damn mic that's like walk so, away <laughs> that, that you know, that protects two things in society. Number one, Max Dupree is a very small minority of people, white people, who understand yeah. the impact of this. But also, mm. until the day can come when a black person can say exactly what Max Dupree said and be taken just as seriously as Max Dupree mm. was taken, then we have not changed. And mm. until that day comes, and we then we'll say, okay, you know what? We are actually moving forward as a society. We're moving forward as a country, and we can actually, you know, march against inequality quality together. Okay. But right now it's not a it's not an equal march. 
much. Right now, it's not about, you know, the poor people or the people that get evicted from Zanspray, the people that are, you know, they got killed in Maricana. It's not yeah. about that. It's about my pockets are being affected. Now Zuma's got to go. Zuma must not go anywhere, actually. But even if After this conversation, I'm like, Zuma must go nowhere. No, tell me something. Even mm. Because now, okay, everyone's got a sole focus, right? Zuma must go. Zuma must go. Great. Who's going to take over Zuma's position? How do we know? Cyril, we ever because you know who's, Cyril, you know who's interest. Cyril, no flip flop in this country. You know who's, who's interest Cyril is, is, is after, right? Think about it. Lonmin has only got 11% black ownership. A mine in this country, according to the constitution, should not operate with less than 25% black ownership. Mm. It's only got 11%. Mm. And guess who's one of those people who who's owns that 11%? 11%? Cyril Ramaphosa. And guess what Lonmin does? It keeps operating still mm-hmm. after uh, Marikana. There's, how, many millionaire, how many black millionaires has Cyril created? Mm. I, how I, many I, people have gone to Shanduka Black Umbrellas? That is Cyril's foundation where yeah. you're supposed to be incubating businesses. Yes. How many black people can come back and say, because of that, I've become a multi-millionaire? Mm. If you can give me... A figure... A hundred. Yes. I'm taking no less than a hundred. Yeah. Then you know what? I don't care what Cyril has done. You know. And what? he's just a billionaire on his own. And it's yeah. like one of those things where it's like, oh, you're the good black. Come in and sit down and keep quiet. But that's as, all. But the, the biggest problem I also have is that people look at South Africa and they look at Zuma as a one sole problem, right? Because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, he's so corrupt. Like our government cannot run on such a corrupt system. I hate to break it to y'all. Every single politician around the globe is corrupt. Think about to Donald Trump. Who's going to build another. that Mexican wall? But not even that. The most squeaky clean and loved president right now, Barack Obama. He was corrupt as hell. Don't say that about Barack. I know, and I hate to say it because I love Don't Barack. I love Barack. Barack. But as soon as we let go of this ignorance that only people mm-hmm. who are, you know, only Zuma. The biggest problem I have with Zuma is that he's overtly corrupt and he takes too much. He's greedy. You know, and he's not, unlike other presidents you know, who have been corrupt. Nuclear deal, right? Right? Other, other presidents who have been corrupt, at least they don't push it in our They leave faces. a little bit of stuff. They leave a couple leave, of crumbs at the they, table for the rest of us. They, they actually do some shit that's supposed right, to be done. Listen, anyway. I, need to, I need to have the three life lessons that I learned from the Reef Shuffle. Reef Shuffle, yeah. Okay, number one. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as a good time to reshuffle. And this is like life, <laughs> love, relationships. Well, it's like if you want to get married... It. You want to get married You want to have a baby You're not going to be like You know babe I think now's the right time No There's never a good time To never. reshuffle your life Ever Your life will be reshuffled Whether you like it or not And if you're not reshuffling At someone else's You know what I'm saying yeah. There you go Number two The best man Or woman Doesn't always get the job In a reshuffle Right You know what I'm saying right? How many people out there Have broken up with somebody And then been, and then there's been a reshuffle And then you were like This is the one And a couple of months later You were like That was not the one Okay How many people have fired somebody From their job Thinking I am tired of this person And then got the next person And thought This is the one And then you realized That wasn't the one How many times do you miss out on a job Because you're not willing to lie on your back Exactly We're going to get to that Later on because uh, that's a story in Throwing itself. It in. We've got some amazing things on the show, by the way. Uh, we've got Ari Stella and Nunkule Kondlovu are coming in to talk about film and producing and how they won a SAFTA award. But we're also going to talk about your life and how you are trying to reject your way to the top as opposed to sleep your way to the top, which I'm I find commendable. But uh, I, I think it's going to take a while before we see those millions coming in. But now let's get to number three. Optimistic. There will always be an uproar or an earth tremor after a life reshuffle. 
Oh yeah. But it will just come and go. Yeah. How many how many times have oh, I yeah. seen these marches? Everybody's marched. Zuma's still there, guys. Yep. He ain't going nowhere until he decides to go somewhere. Yeah. So in your life, when things are being reshuffled, don't worry. Take the a, earth will take move. Take a breather. Take a breather. Things will go really, really bad, and you'll be wondering how did I get so unlucky. <laughs> but after the reshuffle, you'll be just fine. Wow. See, actually, I have to tell you, those are actually three really great lessons. Oh, I feel yeah? like I feel like no, you really thought about this one. I've been thinking about like, this reshuffle. Like I you really know, enjoyed it. Yeah, you I did? Really enjoyed these topics because it happened, right? And I remember waking up the following day, and my whole family was like in uproar. My sister wanted to do a, a fast uh, for half the day. You know, wow. who's going to? I was like, dude, I enjoying you for nothing. <laughs> okay, because when things were good economically, no one no, paid no. any of my bills. When things are bad economically, I'm going to march for you. A couple of months ago, I was a little bit short. You know what I mean? The bank was promising to repossess my house. Ain't nobody did a march for me. (laughs) Fasted and prayed. No. I had to figure it out. So you know what? I'm doing this Friday. I'm going to work. Because if my bank account is going to be junk status, it's going to be because I did it. Not because... Pravin was in or Pravin was out. Yeah, that's that's wow, see? That's that's amazing. All I right. really love this. So let's talk about this thing well of done. yours. You've got this whole thing now. I know you said this year oh you're gonna say God. a lot more no's in general, right? <laughs> <laughs> which okay. which is no to everything, right? No. Even opportunities to sleep your way to the top. <laughs> People are listening. Which has been like, a proven career. An enterprise development move that okay. works. Okay, can I say something first? Yeah. No. So how this came about is I was just joking with Tien saying I'm making a lot of very powerful enemies on my path. And I've Why? Been, I've Why been, are you making you those enemies? Okay, because so you're refusing to sleep no, no, with no. people who could get no, you a leg up. Can I clarify? <laughs> so I've been very privileged to meet very influential people. Yeah. And some people I've looked up to. So it's been devastating for me. Trust me. When, when this person you looked up I to turns around and says, hey... <laughs> Nice ass, by the I'm way. like, I was 10 when I looked up to you, asshole. <laughs> now you've devastated me. And now um, you're 50 and you want to sleep with me. Get away. Okay. Okay. So, um, so basically what happens is sometimes I get into situations where, because I, I think because maybe I'm friendly, but I mean, I'm very professional. Even at my friendliness, I'm very professional. Mm. And people take that as being, you know, an opening to, you know, yeah. try and... Because you smiled a couple of times and you laughed at one or two of the jokes, right? Exactly. So basically and that means I can now say, so, do you want to come to my hotel room later? And <laughs> it's not even like that, you know. It always starts off with something very subtle like, oh my goodness, you know, next meeting, can we actually grab lunch? Instead oh, of, it's more like subtle. Instead, instead of like meeting at the office because it's stuffy and I can't uh, get, I can't think. Who would say no to and an invitation like that? Okay, and I love food, so that's track that's number true. one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Watch out <laughs> for right. those big teeth. Trap, trap. That's how they trap Exactly, with food. So, exactly. And then I get to these meetings, and it's happened a couple of times, and I'm sure every woman experiences this at some level or another. I get to these meetings, and then these people will start off by saying, Oh, before we get to business, let's just. How are you? Mm, mm, and then you're like, mm. No, I'm good. So, can we just. And then next thing you know, like at the end of the meeting, they're asking you if you'd like to hang out or if you'd like to, you know, chill at a, on a weekend or in the evening. And then you know it's game over for, for you. Uh, and then next thing you know, like I ask people to be guests on the show and they agree and then they stand me up. 
No, because you said no. So how's this working? Rejecting your way to the top. Are you are you finding that like it's clearly not your career trajectory is going in the right direction? It's you know what? It's I have to tell you. It's going a little bit slower than it was. I look at the woman who stepped their way to the top, and I'm like. I, I won't do it, but I see why you did it. It's fucking hard. <laughs> it is so hard. You know, it, there's nothing more devastating. You. There's nothing more devastating than spending your hard earned time and you are working on proposals and these people are letting you think that this is really it. Yeah. And then next thing you know, they're like, you can seal this deal. <laughs> Ladies, like, it doesn't always no work thanks. that way though. No thanks. So we, we commend you, Candy. Thank you for that life lesson. <laughs> um... <laughs> I personally have always never turned down an opportunity to, to sleep my way to, to anything, really. Nombula apparently is always open, so... Uh, who's she again? She's one of the ministers. Oh. I don't even know what Yeah, look, right I, that's where I draw the line. I just don't do ministers, <laughs> huh? Until there's some good-looking ministers. Like, can you imagine, like, well, Batabi Lamini on some, listen, you want this as a contract? You know what? You know what to do, big boy. <laughs> I'll be like, you know what? Fuck it. I guess I'm just going to stay broke. I don't know. You know what? I think genuinely the only reason I say no is because I actually enjoy sleeping at night. Okay. Like, you know, I enjoy not having demons haunting me at night. Or flashbacks. Or flashbacks. Of that guy flashbacks. naked. Flashbacks. Flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know, for a good night's sleep, I'll say no. Sweating and nothing and puffing on top of it. Because that's real. That's what it actually looks like, ladies. That that's the real disgusting. picture. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Anyway, we've got some amazing people in the studio right now. But before we do that, can I just play a quick song? Please. This is one of my favorites. Chance the Rapper, multiple this Grammy Award amazing. winning rapper. This boy is amazing. Here we go, just for a second. Yeah, you know, I love, I love Chance the Rapper because... Me too. And there's a, there's a because. Because not only is he a really talented rapper, mm-hmm. but he gives like all glory to God and he just knows where his, his power, his personal power comes yeah. from. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't back off on that one. Yeah, and yeah. I like people who... Who are sure about themselves conviction. conviction I love conviction I don't care what you believe If it's Just good b- b- If it's good yeah. Believe Fucking hell mm-hmm. You know There's nothing worse than someone Who's got no backbone Like it's just Nothing, What's wrong nothing. <laughs> Why don't you believe What's Just to have a backbone Anyway mm-hmm. uh, In the studio with us This morning We have My co-producers Yes uh, but, but you know That's not why They're on the show like, Well probably own, is But people. you know <laughs> The lovely Hello. And we've got Mr. Ari Stiller. What's up, guys? Hey, all good, all good. Now, Ari, when we when he came to the studio, he refused to uh, get onto Cliff Central Wi-Fi because he's, <laughs> he's an older citizen. And, he, um, he was like, I'm 46. I'm like, I think I dated I a 46-year-old. But but <laughs> Thanks. <yeah. laughs> I was like, he was completely into Wi-Fi. But, you know... Yeah. I Are wasn't offered the Wi-Fi, guys. Is this, uh, is no, this because I, I'm black? No. <laughs> probably. It probably is, but... Um, <laughs> But no, I just made a general announcement. And then I got shut down so quickly. I was like, okay, I'm not making it again. So, <laughs> so guys, um, you've just come from the Safters after winning the award for Best Made for TV Film, um, The Sticker. Uh, first of all, actually, tell, tell us a story about The Sticker. What's the movie about? Um, the stick up is about a young man who works at a petrol station mm-hmm. um, in just a dead end uh, place 
in his life mm-hmm. Also in a dead end place Really Where mm-hmm. the petrol station is And, and he's and, in a relationship And he's in a relationship Ooh. With a bitch Oh so that's With dead, a bitch a, of a girl That's a dead end as well. It's a dead end okay. So everything in his life Is a dead end Alright So basically um, You know how it happens In, in life mm-hmm. Something happens To jolt you Either to move up And be a hero mm-hmm. or, t- or stay in a dead end cycle There was a reshuffle <laughs> Not quite, but there was a stick up. Okay, all right. So yeah, okay. he can rise and be a hero, uh-huh. or he can carry on with a dead end life. Mm. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. That sounds like a great story. Mm. And but but I mean, you guys made it for next to nothing. Ari, tell us about uh, producing and please speak into the mic if you would. Uh, producing a movie like that for for a very very small budget. What 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 were the the challenges of doing something and creating something that could be SAFTA award winning? Yeah, well, uh, I think the thing was, uh, first of all, getting the money and getting the guys to actually back the story. Mm-hmm. And uh, that started with a, a perfect, well, near-perfect script that uh, Bradley Katzen had written, mm-hmm. and he ended up directing it. Yeah. And, um, you know, the whole thing was about actually getting the right talent and the right crew together on the small amounts of money that we had. So there was a lot of begging and BJs. Man, I tell you, (laughs) 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 what went on in that back room, I I can't repeat. But, uh, yeah. But I think this one was actually written in the stars because uh, how I got together with Nonku was uh, a bit of a strange coincidence of sorts. Oh, okay. How did you guys get together? it must have been about two years before that. Uh, I was okay. speaking to Mnet about uh, this, uh, getting this program together about um, training the youth and getting them into the Mnet program and that. And uh, at that meeting, funny enough, I met Nonku and I uh, took and a number down. Yeah, there you go. There you go. How do you know Through my dad. Oh, oh okay. well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not wait, what you're thinking. Wait, Thanks. wait, no, no, no. Is, who's your dad? Is, is your dad someone like really Dumand famous? Lovo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah so and we're just going to So you're on. television and film royalty, actually. Um, I accept, yes. Ah. <laughs> Second generation <laughs> well, filmmaker. What's, what's, your, what's your Twitter handle? The, the, the princess <laughs> of, of TV and film? Well, I must it say, be. Um, my, my life. Some people are the prince of theater, so yes. you should be the princess, right? <laughs> Well, I'll take that. But I do say Begville Princess in my Instagram post. Oh, okay. All right. So, yeah. All right, cool. So so then you find yourself in a situation where you are also um, a producer yourself. Yes. Um, I'm a producer mainly because I started out as an actress. Mm-hmm. And with my fierceness and the way I grew up, I grew up with a very politically active father yeah. who was exiled. I grew up with a mom who is a no-nonsense, cookie lion kind of a woman. Oh, wow. And so... Always having to audition And sometimes for roles that you don't even believe in Mm. At the time Mm. And also being from a black consciousness family You know, the the roles that were offered to us at the time I thought, I've got to have more Kind of a direction in what I take And what I don't take And my agent just said You you should just be lucky to get roles You can't Mm. say yes or no Look, as a black female filmmaker Do you think now we've gone to a point Where there are strong black female characters In any of our shows? 
course. I All mean, right. internationally, there's no, been... South Africa. No, South Africa. South yeah. Africa, yes. <laughs> internationally, yes. But yeah. South Africa, yes. Because you know what? I'm seeing a lot of telenovelas on TV. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing a lot mm-hmm. of black, strong female um, characters on TV. Mm-hmm. And that's a start. We have to start yeah. somewhere. Mm-hmm. I think the Ferguson's did an amazing thing. Oh, yes, yeah. with the Queen. I yeah. was actually you know I mean? about to mention yeah. the Queen. Mm-hmm. Um, I must say also with um, The Wild, I was very impressed. I was impressed also with High Rollers, you mm, know, those mm, type of shows. Mm. So just the quality as well okay. has you got better. Isibai has got a nice, Isibai, strong yes. uh, um, matriarch who, who, who really is like, doesn't take any crap from anyone. But it's important for us to see those kind of images. Exactly. Yeah. Love is a four-letter Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a yes. great movie. Yes, yes. Mm. Um, Where you had four ladies in the mm, lead and mm. it was about their lives. So, yes, I think we've come a long way. We, we, we're doing very well in that All right. Aspect. And you're now um, in the training side of things. Uh, you run a training school. What's yes. that called? It's called Eagles Academy. Actually, mm. it's funny. Um, what happened is my, a colleague of mine and I would, would always look for fresh young talent. And what we began to notice is that when people send emails through and they come for interviews, they were so ill-equipped to represent themselves even in the interview. So they would have mm. something that you want from them or that mm. they have a potential in. But because they couldn't speak properly, they didn't have oh, the confidence, yeah. their email was written in, I kid you not, SMS lingo. Oh. I kid you not. Okay. So we decided, okay, instead of complaining about the young black youth, why not be the change that you want to see in the world? Dope, so we we started workshops and then very soon that turned into they were bursting at the seams because okay. first we started the SABC and then that turned into let's formalize it. We made a school and then soon I met um, the MEC of Education Banyaza Lisufi who said look this is what the government's supposed to be doing. He's, I'm so glad he wasn't reshuffled. He's Yes exactly so he made me education ambassador because of what? the school and now as a, as a consequence of that I've started the Banyaza Lisufi Education Foundation. That so I'm actually incredible. active in education making sure that we have drama in schools oh. that we have English and writing in schools because right. we actually have a lack of black writers yeah. for films. Yeah yeah mm. So would you ever go back to acting? I am still in acting. Oh, okay. Awesome. Uh-huh. Ari, <laughs> you are known as Mr. Producer. You, you'll, make, you'll, you'll do anything as a producer to make something work. Um, there was a movie we were talking about earlier that you tried to make in Cape Town that, that I really enjoyed the story. The Legend? What was it called? The Legend, Legend in South, in South Africa. Africa. Oh, my yes. So, so tell me about this movie that you tried to produce back in, where was it, 2016? Last year? Yeah, well, Last year. it's well. And you're still here. Look at you. Yeah, I survived. <laughs> no one but, uh, I, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, interesting. I don't want to go into too much detail, no, but uh, detail. well, 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 well let's we let's let's know. cut it short because the bottom line was the, kung fu movie, right? it 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 was supposed to be a kung fu movie, okay. and we had Jackie Chan's um, stunt squad out, mm-hmm. and they were excellent bunch of guys, mm-hmm. completely talented, and uh, our director, who was also the executive producer, because he was using his own money to fund the film, so there was a lot of pressure on him, yeah. and uh, he didn't trust our South African counterparts, so he flew his... Also, six the director was also from China? No, this is the man, it's his story, 
Oh, he directed. Okay. He put his own money in, so that's why it was sort of a legend. Did he eh? star in it as well? Correct. This is the man who <laughs> wanted to do. He wanted to make a movie, and I was just that's quite happy to. to that's not a way to make a movie. <laughs> and this is the whole thing: is that it, it became a thing of uh, you know, like sixty-five Chinese guys yeah. that he flew over to make this movie, and I and a friend of mine, Rory, were the only South African contingency. Wow. So, so we ran the show, and basically, what happened was our lead actor, director, and producer, and executive producer, mm. um, ended up having a stroke. Mm. Oh, damn! So that put a stop to, that put a stop oh to it. But, but the funny thing was, and I'll tell you a quick little story. I have many stories on this show, <laughs> but um, the 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 doctor actually said to me, "Look." This guy, this guy who's just had a stroke here, do you think you'll be able to keep him here? I said, what do you mean? He's just had a stroke. Well, he's a different type of guy. Oh. And um, I just, please, can you try keep him here for like three, four days? What? So I went into the room, the and this is what the doctor said to me. Wow. And then I went into the room, and I said, um, <laughs> Mr. So-and-so, because um, I don't want to mention names, um, I would really, really like you just to stay here and just relax. Mr. And Yin-Yang. Let's call him Mr. Yin-Yang, yeah. <laughs> it was a bit of a Yin-Yang. So, so I, I sat there for about 10 minutes really pleading with, with him to stay in the hospital and I'm going to have to put a stop to the movie because you are the star of the show. Sorry, mm-hmm. you are the star of the show and you cannot do fight sequences after having a stroke. Yeah. Yeah, so he operate. agreed with me and told me, this is great. Well, let's put a stop to it. I walked out of the hospital and went to the car and just had a feeling that I don't think this guy's telling me the truth. I turned around. I walked back inside. He was gone. Oh. He had called his PA to catch, to get him. He had started phoning the whole crew to say, don't listen to Ari. Ari, not right. We shoot movie. Wow. Okay. Well, 65 wow. years old. And his morning training routine he's, was he's, he, up a wall. He was a machine. He yeah. was an absolute machine. He still, I, I can believe that he still is a machine because that guy's still, like I say, he had a stroke and he was up and he was dead. He killed. What do you do as a producer? Because everyone says, I'm a pro- I want to be a producer. I am a producer. Mm. I'm a producer. But they don't like really produce anything. What does a producer do? You know, it's, it's funny. It's a, I think it just comes down to what production you're on because there are producers that like to stand at the back and, Tell everyone that this is what you got to do, and then they sort of take a back seat. I am definitely not that type of person. So if there's something to be done, I will ask someone to do it, and if they're not getting to do it, I'm in there and I'm doing it. And then you still pay them? Well, you got to pay them. I mean, look, I've fired a lot of people, but the next day they're back on set because you we, worked it out. You we, 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 you know, non-coup will, non-coup will definitely, I'll fire them the next day if they do something wrong, but it's still the thing of, it's just, you know, with us on this, on this movie, it was such a good atmosphere. And, and the thing was, I was, I was, because you know, they're all trainees. So I'm yeah. saying, if you're in the real world, buddy, you're going to get fired but like this. So that's why I was so-called firing. I've but that sometimes the best thing to do is just take someone to the car park, have a quick, you know, one-two, one-two. 
fist fight always solves everything. Hey, man, we uh, had about three or four of those, eh? Hey? Come back and everyone's friends again. Is that how you like to do it, Nonko? Not really. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, Nonko and I were like, what? No. Um, there are labor laws. But anyway, yes, moving right along. We still do live in, like, a civilized society. But anyway. Yeah. Um, so, but you're also a producer yourself. It's I not am like, a you know, producer. You run a school and, and you produce as well. I'm so glad that you're mentioning this because, you know, um, before I became a producer, I used to meet some really mean women who were producers. Mm. And are, it was, it was, it was. The meanest. Yeah, the meanest. And, and I was told all the time, producers are bitches. Like, you know, they're not nice people, whatever. Mm. And when I became a producer, I kind of thought, I actually wouldn't like to be like, you mm. know. But in the corporate world, when I used to work in the, I was, I, I was actually oh, nicknamed yeah? Ball Breaker. <laughs> oh. In the corporate world. This is so interesting. I actually was in a marketing. I used oh. to work for Dimension Data, Telco. I was in IT Because oh, okay. my dad Never wanted me to be Actually in Because he knew best TV Like this is phone. not The place to be He <laughs> was like yeah, People going to Car parks and beat yeah, each other up yeah. best, But <laughs> let's just move on mm-hmm. Anyway so, so it's interesting That you mentioned that But what I've seen now Is that And it's very hard Dealing with human beings mm. Is that You've got to marry Fierceness and you've got to gauge when to be fierce yes. with like kind heartedness and like not destroying a soul. I like that. Especially when you're a believer because you, mm. you, you've got to say this person has to be redeemable okay. beyond this movie. Mm. Well, 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 one, of yeah. the, one of the most satisfying things that happened on this movie was uh, we had a gentleman and uh, one of Nonku's students. Yeah. And um, he was in the, in, the, in the wardrobe department. And I'll tell you, I, I think I fired him. At least three times a day for about a week. And eventually, um, I shifted him to the sound department. And after three days, he came back to me and he said, you know, Ari, thank you. I found my passion. Yeah. And that, wow. yeah. you know, like did it for me. You know, it's yeah. like, this is what we're doing. We're trying to give the guys the skills and to let them mm. feel that passion of actually filmmaking and making it happen. And how did wow. it feel when you guys won this after, after what you'd gone through? You for me, yeah, for me, using 90, 95% students in crew and cast, mm. that for me is like the big win, number one. Number two, on a 350,000 rand budget, that's a big win. Wow. Number three, I really have to stress this, the unity on the set. And I told Ari, before we won the after before, I said to them, I really want to carry on working with you guys. I've never been on a set where there was so much unity, so much of brotherhood. My brother died while I was shooting this movie. Oh, man. And he was murdered. And I'm, I'm telling you, it was a case of we, you know how they say uh, the movie must go on, showbiz must go, yeah. go on. I didn't tell anybody until we, we took the last, we did the last scene. Hmm. Because I didn't want, my son is starring in the movie. I didn't want him to be affected. I didn't want anybody else to be, I didn't want people to crowd was around me. Tepper? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes, yes. You've been around I, a while, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> but she looks so good. That, uh, thank you. <laughs> no, I think she's kidding. Who was your son in the movie? No, 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 yeah. So the lead character, Teppo. That's your son? His real name is Isaac, yes. Get the hell that's out my of son. Here. Yes, that's my son. Oh, wow. And actually, that's funny because yeah. I was driving to work. And I was dropping him off at the SABC because he's a junior producer. He's a producer now at the SABC. Mm-hmm. And he was like, so what are you sh- What are you guys? I said, no, we're auditioning for this film. What if-? He says, can I audition? I said, oh, I don't know. I said, well. And they didn't tell me that it was this <laughs> Yes. I yeah. said, well, you know, and we were sitting in the car. And I said, well, you know, and I said, you know what? I'm actually big on training our children while we go up. Because mm-hmm. that's one thing my dad didn't do with me and my parents didn't do with me. And I still resent that. I suppose it's one of those like black, black parents had this thing, especially in the 80s, like this is 
is what I do and I'm e- never going to tell exactly you what it is. What it is. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we must just learn and inherit yeah. things by osmosis, which yeah. doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. So I then said, okay, you know what? Cool. And I gave him the script and he had the script a few minutes before the audition and he came in and he wowed. Uh, and I didn't it. tell them. Killed it. And I didn't tell them this is my son. Killed it. And then as we're sitting, we're discussing the finalists. They were like, okay, so, and then they mentioned and I said, okay, guys, now that you've got him in the, in the callback, I have to declare this is my son. They were like, oh, wow. And that's how that oh, happened. Wow. He, was, he, was very, he was a revelation. Yeah. I would never have thought. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, okay. So, um, what is your, when, when you, when you produce, um, and you find an amazing script, what, what's the next thing that you do? Or do you, do you find the script or do you find the writer? In fact, before we even get to that, do you find a script? Or do you find a writer? What's the first thing that you, you do as a so uh, so um, we'll hear from Ari just now. Basically, you find a writer. I have read. I've just told you we have a lack of black writers in the country. Yeah. My dad is always complaining about how there's such a lack. They're looking all the time for black writers. Mm. So, some know, people know how to write. Hard. Yes, they have. They know how to write, but then culturally they lose it. Yeah. For instance, you have a scene with a black man negotiating lobola in a bathtub, and you're thinking. Mm-mm. That would never happen. But that Mm-mm. actually, I saw that on an episode on TV. Ah. And you see, that's how that's you know people that. don't know. No, no, I'm not. like customary. <laughs> like I mean, I feel like that kind of customary. I mean, I'm not even like fully traditional, but even I know yeah. how exactly. lobo like it's negotiated. Exactly. You're not just so, gonna be on the phone like, oh, you want her? Oh well, that's gonna be about twenty thousand. Exactly. Oh, you're only at fifteen. Okay, no, you just come drop it off, bro. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. the if? And you're from Ramsey. So you find the writer, and I believe they have to have that cultural element. So you have to yes. say to your writer, listen, um, like with the one script I'm reading that we're doing now, I had to say to Brad, Brad, it, with black families, the, the fa- fa- parents have to be there. Even if mm. she's died or whatever, you have to make reference to her. Mm. We don't have families where mm. you just don't mention the mother or you don't mention the mm. father. Mm. So you find the writer and you groom them. Okay. Ari, over to you. Yeah, well, you know, the thing was uh, finding the right script that, because uh, we got this money through Mzanzi. And, uh, you know, magic. yeah, Mzanzi Magics. And, uh, you know, the thing was actually finding the right content written in the right way because we had to pitch this. I mean, it took us two years to get them to say yes. To finding the right. It, you, you know, ask me, I would have sold. Hey, man, <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk. <laughs> so, so yeah. So it was just about getting the right script and getting the right uh, story that would blend with what they what they wanted, which worked. Okay. You know, interesting conversation that I heard uh, yesterday with the CEO of the NFVF, and one of the things was the difficulty of getting. A film to market What do you think has been some of the difficulties That producers face And, and how do you plan to get around them When it comes to getting a film to market In this particular economy With the clinical and new metro and that sort of thing You know, I, I, me personally I'm, I'm a worker So I, I love set I love actually getting the the picture together I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very... As much as I'm hard and I can swear and I can be cross, uh, I'm, I'm actually, well, well, you know, but, but, but the better, I don't think about that. Uh, yeah. But you know, the thing is, it, it's, it's a, it's actually a people's person thing while you actually do. Like, like if I tell you that we had the police and the squad cars and how many times they came to our set. Yeah. 
because they thought there was a sticker. Stick up at the petrol station. You know what I mean? Wow. So it was a thing of, uh, and like everybody's like panicking, and it's it's me who steps forward and says, "Well, guys, guess what? We're not actually sticking up this place. We're shooting a movie." Mm. And you make a big signboard saying "filming in progress," but people don't look at that. They just look forward and they see guns and they're on the phone. So right. it's a thing of keeping your cool and talking to your crew and then talking to public and actually getting that shot done. And it was difficult because um, we were shooting while the the petrol station was open. So it was a matter of shooting, waiting for customers, and sometimes there's customers that don't really give a hoot about your shoot. Yeah, you know. So yeah. so it's they're going to take their time. Hey the man, for free. sure they're going to try like, getting that I shot. I'm going to get the shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Be on TV, my mom on TV. <laughs> Like yeah, I'd like to give a shout out to my mom. <laughs> or those my ones who randomly mama. wave, like you're just doing <laughs> on hi. <Yeah. laughs> like, so that's, so that's the thing of just uh, so so getting back to what you were saying is uh, you know it's not my forte of of getting that movie sold. I've always been on the on the the, the make and made, you know. Right. So it's it's getting to be a, a, a with the stick up. I'm learning a whole lot of where we actually going to get this thing to to make the actual money because it's always been a commissioned. I've always been a freelancer, so so it's I know I've got my money. I don't mind. I don't care where this this goes. You know. I think that's one of the things that's holding us back as producers in South Africa: the fact that a lot of producers have grown up. Um, or, or have even been in the industry for so long on commissioned work. Where yeah. You're just actually a manager. You're not really a producer because producing is selling a, a movie, right? You, you, but we don't do that. Yes. I'm glad you're talking about this because with me, my mom was uh, an amazing marketer and my dad is an amazing creative person. But I, I had to look at the two people, especially with my dad, and say, he's amazing at creative, but is he amazing at business? Mm. Is he amazing at selling? Is he amazing mm. at... And now, because he's got a long-running series, Mubango, I tend to think, oh, I don't really like being in studio all the time because it just does, doesn't make you think on your feet all the time. So yeah. now I have that... Uh, difference of like shooting outside and shooting in studio because studio people just really they shoot asleep really with the it's very com- comfortable mm. and then also I've seen boom boom swingers, boom swingers. literally <laughs> after lunch <laughs> yes exactly and then so I had to then say okay as second generation what can I do better and those are the things that I'm not, now starting to say okay I definitely want to sell I definitely want to go into distribution and I wanted to talk about um, uh, Tabo for a moment who I absolutely love is a friend of mine look at what Tabo has done. Oh, Tibo Touch? Tibo Touch. Yeah. You know, so. Okay. No name dropping. She's actually friends with Tabo. <laughs> I'm, yeah, we were in New York, York broke together, yeah. sharing the Metro card. You just didn't but, pick up the American accent, though. <laughs> no, but. He's okay with Ubaba that. Ubaba was that African person. And this was like right in the middle of New York. I wasn't yeah. allowed to relax my hair. I wasn't allowed, you know, all of wow. those things. Mm. But um, so that's what I'm now trying to perfect. And then I look at second generation people. I look at Donald Trump's children. I look at maybe Paris Hilton and I say, what are they perfecting about their fathers or their legacies before? So I think that's where we can start to say, and you know what? Use the names. Use Dumisho to get you on his show. Use Mm -hmm. Thibaut Touch to get you on his show. Use your father's name to get on Morning Live or whatever. I love what what you said because a lot of the times we don't understand the idea of legacy. There's a legacy that you have that we cannot deny. But if you don't use it, who must use it? A lot of people are dying to have that legacy. Mm -hmm. You have it. Can you please use it? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
No, but you told me an interesting yes. story. I don't know if you want to ask the question, but you can ask your question. I just want okay. to say, you told me an interesting story earlier about some of the students that you have. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, you know, they're interesting people from mm-hmm. around, you know, one okay, of them so was an actual I can, gangster. Yes, so I can talk, well, more than one. I had about maybe three. Oh, okay. But I can talk on and on about my students. Um, and this sounds like a cliche, but when you go into training or any situation and you think you're going to better a situation, you always end up being humbled and you being the mm. person who's learning. Wow. And this what is what Eagles Academy has done for me. I think I have lived in a bubble for a long time. Um, but my students, when you find out that, first of all, I didn't even know there's a township called Clip from Den until I had students. I don't even know that. It's, 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 it's in Midrand. Midrand. Okay. And um, so a lot of my students were coming from from the very creative. First of all, you have students who are who've given up on life. Youth mm. who are just like yeah. sitting at home, they haven't gotten jobs, which you've heard the story mm. about mm. the high unemployment, and they just don't think their life is going anywhere. So they're sitting at home, they're taking grants and being extras or mm. wanting to be extras. Mm. So a lot of the students come to me and they want to be extras. And so basically I take a lot of extras. This yeah. is such uh, an interesting that's story. So, that's awesome though. A lot of extras and I say to them and then we start a workshop and I say, "Okay, do you know what TV is? Do you know what a bung swinger is? Do you know continuity? Do you know?" Mm. And then from there we go from there and then people start opening up just like the guy who said, "Wow, I actually didn't want to be in wardrobe. Sound yeah. is my thing." Yeah. But because they didn't know there's sound, there's continuity, there's, you know, so yes, I have I had gangsters, and the one uh, guy didn't come to school for um, about two months. So I asked his best friend, and I said to him, "Listen, um, where's so and so? Careful not to mention names." And he said, "Oh, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, you know." So he shellered a girl from the other lockshin, and he yeah. pissed off the guys, the gangsters there, and so they beat him up. And then his brother, who's a gangster because they're all gangsters in the family. Found those three guys and he sh- shot them. I was like, oh, Ooh. okay, so they're in hospital. He was like, no, they're dead. They oh. all shot them. I was like, this is um, a movie. What? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so um, he didn't come to school, and then after that, he came to school. But the amazing story about that is, is that seeing people's lives changing from like this is my only life. I'm a mm. gangster. I shoot people, whatever. Or I I was pregnant when I was a teenager. My life is over, or whatever. Mm. To like I can write. I can put wow. this on paper. I can record a documentary. I can go in and tell my story. Mm. A lot of the students now can turn their stories into films. Short wow. Films. So guys, when do we get to see this movie? When do we get to see the stick up? Um, yeah, well, you know, like I, <laughs> well, it was on TV, it was but, on TV um, last year. You, you know, like I say, I, I'm, I'm also learning the, the, the distribution side of things and yes. there are legalities to what and when and where you can actually show it. So, mm-hmm. so we, we've put a few suggestions forward to Mzanzi and we'll, we'll see what they come back with because, but, but as long as you're not making any money, money, yeah, it, yeah. if you're going to show it, um, you guys can put it up at, at film festivals. Yes, and definitely. Oh, nice. And as and a lecturer, world. I'm going to use it to say lectures from an award-winning yeah. film wow. and, and then use it to teach. And there's the Wednesday night. Uh, uh, first, yeah, first, first Wednesdays. First yeah. Wednesdays, right? That would be amazing. But where do people find you guys? Well. I, I, I don't know, since you don't so use Wi-Fi. Ari, yeah, Ari, Ari, Ari. <laughs> yeah, that's my wife's department. I, I literally had so. a conversation with Ari where I said, okay, so on Instagram, and he was like, what's that? <laughs> Don't even bother looking for it. Yes. So, Nongku Film on Twitter, Nongku okay. Film on Instagram. 
um, yeah, that's where I'm at. Fabulous, uh, Eagles guys. Academy, if anyone wants to join. Um, Eagles Academy, you have to go on to Eagles Academy um, Instagram. And also, you can send us an email, nonkululego at turningheads.co.za. Okay. Um, and we'll take it from there. We do audition people. We don't accept everyone. We oh, do great. have a long wait, wait, uh, waiting list. Okay. And you have to, we don't want, you see, the problem I had at the beginning was that everybody wants to be an actor. Everybody wants to be famous. Because it looks so easy. Yes, exactly. So you have to write and, uh, actually produce a script oh. and then tell us the various departments of that script. Wow. Really, yeah. I like okay. that. Dope. Awesome. Um, it's Inside Job Media. Just, you'll find us. Inside apparently we are on Instagram and Twitter <laughs> I love and apparently. Facebook well, and, yeah, you, and I you know what I'm saying. Okay. So. <laughs> I'll take awesome. it you guys are doing some new stuff anyway as we wrap this up. Yes, we're actually about to produce a horror film. Oh. Ravenswood. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but horror is the highest grossing genre at the moment. Everyone likes being scared, except me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also don't watch it. I'll make it, but. Uh, and then, Ari, talk about our other projects? Well, you know, the thing was the SEFTA winning award actually opened up a lot of doors. Mm. And, uh, you know, even within Mzanzi and Mnet, yeah. you know, it's given us a wider scope of what we can actually achieve. And uh, besides, Besides that, um, we're talking to a couple of guys from overseas. Yeah. And, um, t- I mean, like, Mulcrete. In, in, it, it's, it, look, I don't know whether I should talk about it or not. <laughs> no, but, not yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Because the next show is about to happen. So, uh, thank you very much for Thank you, guys. Bye. We'll that Bye-bye. was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Cliffcentral.com.